Hello and welcome to Dear Luke, the Melbourne Demons fan podcast. After the terrible loss to St Kilda, Nita Rao has begun a silent protest against Simon Goodwin. But we have the perfect replacement, the Declan Keelty of the podcast, Louis Robertson. Louis, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Kieran. Always a pleasure. So, what did you think about that game? What a disaster. Yeah, um, it's really hard to know where to start on that. I I really do think it was one of the worst games I've seen the Dees play in the last five years. It's just appalling. Absolutely shocking. I mean, given the gravity of the game for us, given that St Kilda had a particularly inept forward line, in my view, which is perfect for our particularly inept back line, um, given Gorn's absolute dominance, what a shocking effort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, St Kilda forward line as well, but you have a more makeshift forward line than theirs. And the Ds, as only the Ds seem to be able to do, I mean, how created a breakout game for Paddy McCartan. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, when, when has he ever done that before? But, uh, yeah, just thoroughly disappointing. And the concern is, and this has been a problem in previous years, St Kilda seems to have the model for beating Melbourne, which is you get the ball, you play on quickly, we don't have a huge amount of pace, um, and our back line's pretty shaky. And even with the mediocre forward line, you can just get, get on top of us. Yeah, I, I know, I have, I've, I've been reading that commentary. I'm not sure, though, if that really is the case. I mean, I, I don't know if the Saints are that good. Really, I mean, obviously they've had a terrible season, but whether they've sort of turned a corner in the last quarter against Gold Coast and, and against us, I don't think they were really that impressive. I thought it was a pretty average game, complete with kill turnovers on, on both sides. But our back line is just an absolute failed state. It's just <laughs> it's completely dysfunctional. It was, it was atrocious. Oh, it's a disgrace. And so... Maybe we should start with that first big question. Um, yeah. Does Tom McDonald return to the back line? Um, that's been called for a lot in the last few days. Do you think that's a good idea? No, I don't. I, I think it's too negative. I think he's been absolutely fantastic in the forward line. I think Carlisle's a good defender. He did a good job on him. And, and I think that's probably been injured this week as well. So he's allowed one quiet game down there. I think he creates too much. We need him down forward. I agree with that. And, I mean, truth be told, at times he wasn't the most reliable defender in history. Um, he's not really an oasis of stability always when he's in the back line. Yeah, I think it could be... Um, I don't think he'd be the answer to all our problems in any event if we did send him down there, as you say. So I think the, the revolving door of that, that extra forward is going to continue and it, it doesn't really fill me with a lot of confidence the names that are pushing through but I think Paul Harrison Petty might require a few more weeks even training in the VFL before he's ready for an NFL game Jeez, yeah I mean I hate to say it but that's got to be close to the worst debut for the club I can remember and you don't want to say that. It's his first game. And I did watch him in the VFL a few weeks ago, and I thought he, he looked promising. And I'm sure he is. He just clearly wasn't ready. No. Um, yeah, he really... I mean, he tried, but he just was so outclassed. He looked completely 
out of his depth. So, but really, I mean, who do we who do we bring in? I mean, the names that are that are pushing forward are we've got Declan Kilty, um, Frost. Do we go back to Sam Frost? Is that where we're at, or, or the the Pedersen? Are they trying to recreate him as a as a key position defender? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean. The Oracle, Ben Guthrie, seems to think that Declan Keelty will come in. Um, which, to me, I mean, he looked promising as well in the VFL game I saw. But once again, I mean, he's raw. And given Oscar McDonald seems to be the senior statesman of our, of our key backs right now, I don't know if another untried player to go with Joel Smith is really sustainable for a team that's trying to make a finals run. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's fraught, though. Whatever we do, it's fraught, isn't it? I mean, Cam Pedersen, I know, I know your affections have been well publicised <laughs> for, for many years on, on, on your view on his, what he brings to the table, but even him this year in the, the rack and forward line has been not that good. I, I don't think really what he'd offer in the back line. And Sam Frost, you know that he brings that volatility. <laughs> and given one of our massive issues already I think is the disposal efficiency I guess that's more of an issue in the forward line turning it over but I can't see Sam Frost being the answer to that no that's true that's true um, what Frost does have is size and speed um, which is something I think we're lacking a bit in the back line we're certainly lacking that with yeah. Harrison Petty um, yeah I think he's a pretty reasonable defender. I agree with you. The issue is ball in hand. God knows what he's going to do. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Um, but, I mean, I don't think we really have any other option. I, I haven't liked Ped's games in defense on the rare occasions he's played there. Yeah. Um, I would say we're just going to give Frost a go, but it's yeah, I'm not particularly excited about that either. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you on that. Uh, of those three, uh, surely he's the most appealing. And we need, I think we need an extra tall. I don't think we can just bring Bernie Vince back. But oh, well, maybe this week against Frio, it could be the time. I guess so. But on Bernie Vince, and this, this is the next big question, what happened to him playing as a tagger? I felt that he had some really good games as a tagger, and we're clearly crying out for one, given that Goodwin wasted Viney for a half on Jack Stephen. Oh, my God. I really don't understand the get your captain to tag on... I mean, with all due respect to the Saints, and, and Jack Stephen is a good footballer, I don't really think it's a team that demands a tag in any event. And right. When Viney had been the playmaker last week, uh, and out there from Brown but then have him in a negating role the next week just seemed completely incomprehensible to me the same way with um, Nathan Jones when he was on um, Tom Mitchell earlier in the year it's just that's sort of right oh, uh, Angus Brayshaw on Phillips was for me the real standout when he was playing super well yeah. and wasted a half on Phillips yeah um, and he seems to stand by his decision too you know with Goody he seems quite content with how that had played out with Barney, but I really thought when he released Barney in that last quarter particularly, and he almost single-handedly won up that game, was proof of the fact that 
we are definitely calling out for at least not him as a tagger. Uh, but he's been very much, he could be the answer. I think he's a better better response to that question than what the current response by, by the coach is. And I mean, the, the other option for me is Neil Bullen. Um, as far as I can tell, he's never played as a tagger, but he's clearly got a good runner. He's a pretty good tackler. Um, and frankly, we can afford him not having much of the ball. Yeah, I agree. I agree at least with the last bit of that. <laughs> um, I, I really think the Nibbler seems like he's a good clubman and that he gives it his all, but I really feel like I, I've run out of patience with him. You ran out of patience with I him a long time ago, Louis, let's be honest here. I, yeah, I did. The transparency that, that probably should be said. But he had a few good years, a few good weeks where he rallied, but he was just hopeless on the weekend. The way for a small forward who's useless in the air, but then also just goes to ground so quickly at all contests. And not only does he lose his feet, he just sort of lets, cops it up quite, quite easily, I find, as well. I mean, I think a tagger might be might be the option given that he is a great runner but I actually think Casey is probably the better option <laughs> yeah yeah I mean he's he's really the opposite of Rowan Bale that I think he's within the club at least the most overrated player in our team it seems like no matter what he does he's <laughs> yeah, in the team next week he is yeah this is the Rowan Bale that, that guy's great <laughs> um, but I mean Otherwise, maybe Tom Bug, who just has that kind of tagging aesthetic. Just someone who's not one of our best ball winners. I mean, Viney had six possessions in the first half, um, and then 21, I think, in the second half, and nearly won us the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we're in heated agreement on that point. And Bug could be the answer as well. I don't know that he's a well-publicized time trial achievement over the summer. Perhaps he's the runner that we need, but... uh, And then, and then you turn to the other side of the ground. So we have a revolving door in our key backs, but we also have a revolving door in our key forward line, um, trying to find this third forward solution. Um, what do we do about our forward line structure? Yeah, I, I do think it is worth assisting with the third tool, and if it be Wiedemann at this point, because I think Pedersen's had a go, and and he's given us great service. And Tim Smith's shown a bit in that position, but I think both probably don't have as much to offer going forward as Weed. And I, whilst I couldn't really defend his contribution on the weekend, he was getting to the right spot, and I sense that he isn't that far away. Probably is worth investing in assisting with him as uh, someone that will be a part of our team going ahead. Yeah. I can't face the most emphatic claim that he's holding down at the moment, though. No, it's a fair call. And he got into good positions on the weekend. You look like he could have yeah. marked four or five really good ones. He just didn't. And I guess the, un- yeah. the difficult question is, if you give him a few weeks, will he have that breakout game? Or is he not quite ready yet? And It's hard to tell. It is hard to tell. I, I think it, and it is a bit of a coin toss in that sense. But I would favour assisting with weed. I guess, uh, for me, the other option would really be just to go into two tools if you didn't have him. Uh, I'm not, I just don't think there's much to be gained from having assisting with Tim Smith or, or Pedersen at this point down forward. 
I agree with that. My feeling is that we should kind of go closer to the Richmond model, um, admit, admittedly with perhaps subpar cattle, but um, have Tom McDonald kind of play the, the Jack Rewalt role, and I appreciate how ridiculous that sounds, um, and then have Hogan as like a, a high half forward and then bring in Spargo, bring in Garlett, bring in Kent once he gets back, um, some combination of those guys. And just play this kind of high-pressure forward game. Because, I don't know, I'm not convinced that Wiedemann's really going to get there this year. At least in time for our finals yeah. tilt. And Hogan, I mean, as I'm always harping on about, I'm just, I just don't think he's all that great as a contested mark. I know people are saying that he, you know, he was earlier in his career. But even then, I think a lot of the games he was was when he was against... Um, you know, teams like St Kilda and Brisbane that really struggle to defend. Uh, I'm not sure that's really his go. Yeah, I, I think T-Mac is definitely, definitely has stronger claims on that full forward position. He is the best contested mark in that forward line. I do think that, I differ with you on that, but I do think that Hogan is, is a good contested mark and probably would be a centre-half forward for us. I think he would be and um, I think there's a lot of merit have to go in smaller uh, Spargo definitely in my opinion needs to come back into the side I really thought he added a lot down there when he was in the team Garland I saw on the weekend still doesn't seem to be banging the door down from Casey just sort of seems no. to be one or two goals a week he's not even lightly nudging the door yeah. yeah I mean I saw the last quarter on the weekend and he just seemed he's the same material sort of indifferent performance from him hovering on the out wide of the packs and it just it wasn't someone that really inspired a lot of confidence that he was going to bring the defensive forward pressure that we need that he brought last year um, but something has to change and if we're going to keep just bombing it into the forward line we might as well have more crummers down there because you'd think that they would have a better chance of converting them than the current format but yeah, it's weird that a team that was scoring so freely now looks like it's got a major vulnerability in the forward line. Yeah. How, how quickly the tide do turn from Dave? Well, so Louis, last question from me. This is a special Nita request. Does Goodwin survive us not making the finals? I think you can guess her answer. Yeah, <laughs> surprises. Not waiting until the finals if it's a Nita question. Um... <laughs> Uh, I think there'd legitimately be serious questions raised about his future beyond beyond finals. I mean, I think this year it's hard to think of excuses, isn't it? Last year we did have quite, we had a great run, and then we had a lot of injuries, and we didn't really seem to get it back together after that. But we certainly had improved from the year before, and there was a sense of confidence, notwithstanding how things ended, that things would improve this year. But they haven't, and. I don't believe it's a huge out, but really, we've had a great run with injuries other than him. And you would expect the team would be better than they are. So, I don't think he's any guarantee. I would think they would they would stick with him. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went. What, do you, what are your thoughts? I mean, there wouldn't be a particularly compelling reason to keep him. I mean, I, I think this year we've become a more of a free-scoring team. But a lot of that yeah. has been against weaker opponents and 
we've played worse, I think, against the better teams in the comp. Or at least it's felt yeah. like we have. Um, so, and, and like you said, with, with next to no injuries, except for Lever, who we didn't even have last year. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think he would be in some strife. And right now, it's pretty much a 50-50 call as to whether we make finals, I think. Uh, I actually am more pessimistic than that, looking at our run home. I mean, I know we've, we've got Frio without Sandivan, and then Western Bulldogs. But beyond that, Geelong at the Catteries, Adelaide and Adelaide, Gold Coast, that, yeah, well, that there sort of should be in a relegated division of the AFL, really, the way they're going. But he's... GWS and West Coast of Perth, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. I don't think we're going to get the, the fast wins that I think we'd need to make the finals. But yeah, it's tricky. I think I, I think we'll get over Frio and the Dogs and beat Gold Coast, and then you're right, then it gets tight. Yeah, I, I think we have to find two wins then out of Geelong, Adelaide, Sydney, West Coast, GWS. Yeah, it's not the easiest combo, is it? Okay, well, on that inspiring note, let's turn to the Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. Mm. Louis, over to you. Yeah, well, um, this could be the straining again, the definition of who can qualify for the Rowan Bale Award, but I would have said, I surprisingly didn't think of the accolades. I thought he was a Bailey Fritch, but he's four goals on a weekend. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, he only had, I think, nine possessions, but he looked yeah. constantly dangerous. Yeah. Um, and and he's just a classy finisher, isn't he? Oh, he's just fantastic. I, I was surprised he missed that one at shot because he really has absolute faith in him. He, I, I think he's essentially probably the best kick in the team. And for a first year player, he looks so well poised and so well-rounded. He really is a shining light, actually. So I'd, I'd be very, very keen to see him receive that, that uh, honourable award this week. Yeah, I agree. And I think his performances have really taken the edge off losing Watts. Um, because though Watts is clearly a limited player, I think we are crying out for a bit of class in the forward line. Uh, it makes me feel yeah. a lot better that Fritch is providing some of that. Um, okay, so Bailey Fritch. Let's turn to the Fremantle game. Who are the outs? <laughs> There's a lot of possibilities here. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it is Carl Chris. It's a bit of a crazy game. And it's just... There's only 15 of the Melbourne AFL listed players that were running around. And it just didn't look like a team that was priming with players that were <laughs> just on the verge of breaking through the next level. Um... But at the same time, I do think there's a lot that are banging on the door of being relegated to Casey. So, <laughs> really, which, which of the two, which way does that, that swing? I would say that this week it's time for Nibbler. I know I've called for it every time I'm on this podcast, but I really think it's time for him to go. And at least the Spargo to come back in to him. Um, I think Harris and Teddy have to have a rest. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a good spell. Mildly. Yeah. Um, and 
And I think then, yeah, as, as I said, probably Frost will come in. Yeah. Um, do you have any, any... Oh, plenty. I think Tyson is going to struggle to hold a spot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, three disposals in the first half and kicking at 38% efficiency. Just shocking. Um, and look, I do think um, Tyson's being played out of position a bit. I mean, he really is very much an inside midfielder under Gorn. He's never going to be an outside midfielder, I don't think. Um, no, that's true. But, geez, he, he looked poor. I think he's going to go back down. I mean, I'm okay with playing weed in theory, but I almost think for this game, particularly up in Darwin, maybe bring Garlett back. Um yeah. Bit of pace, slippery ball, bit of chasing. You never know. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think that we missed so much strong, strong claims to sleep. The holding his spot is Garth, who's not going to come in. Right. Who would come in for Tyson? Well, that's the challenge. I mean, we don't really have a, a stable of, of classy outside midfielders. No. I mean, the name they keep putting forward is Billy Stretch. No, I think he's a pretty limited player. I mean, I like him, and he plays well every weekend for Casey, but I don't know. I don't think he's... Maybe Oscar Baker. Actually, apparently he had 34 touches a weekend. He did look good, from what I saw. He doesn't look bad. to give another debutante to go? Yeah, yeah. You know what? That might not be the worst idea. I mean, to me, he looks a little bit kamikaze. Like, he gets the ball and just, you know, sprints off. Jaden Hunt-esque way, but um, bangs it onto the boot really quickly. But, I mean, yeah, 34 possessions, he's quick. Maybe, yeah, you're right, maybe this is the time to give him a chance. Um, What what about Petrarca? Oh, I I know that Petrarca, I agree with the discussion that he's not performing at the level he should be, but... Really, I, I just think there's a shortage of players that would, would promise anything more coming coming from below. So, I, he still stays in my team. I agree, I agree. I think he did some nice things on the weekend. I feel like sometimes he's the, the scapegoat when things go wrong because everyone expects him to have yeah. 25 possessions and kick four goals. But, mm. you know, I think he did enough on the weekend. Yeah. I think uh, Hannon is another one, though, who could be... I agree. I mean, he's been buzzing around, but he just hasn't quite captured his spot, has he? No. no he hasn't claimed it. Is, is no. Dean Kent back? Uh, he, he played on the weekend. Um, so I saw him have a, have a set shot from 20 metres out, albeit on a tight angle. He dobbed it nicely out on the full. Bring him in. He might come in and he's out for a while. 
He's, he has been out. He, he could be a decent hand and replacement, although maybe he's not ready to come back in just yet. But um, I thought he was pretty handy when he was playing. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think he would provide less than Hammond. So um, I think he could he, he could be getting a call back soon, I think. Wow. Okay, that's a, that's a lot of outs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> much less focus on the ins. <laughs> <laughs> so, Louis, do we win this game? Uh, we do. I think we do. Um, I have lost almost all confidence in Melbourne after last week's performance, but without Fife and Sandy, I mean, really, I, we, if we don't win this, yeah, I, I just, I, it's more, perhaps more than I can't comprehend the Melbourne team that's capable of such a just too disappointing but I do think we will win I think we'll win by a couple of goals yeah I, th- I think their outs are too significant um, but it really is one of those games where if we lose the wheels could completely fall off the season oh yeah I, I think if, if we lose we're, we're, we're potentially playing Adelaide's first round draft pick aren't we I mean <laughs> the, the finals are, are well and truly it's more of a pipe dream than me wishing the Ds would get rid of Nibbler. But um, I, I do think we've got it enough to, to hold up this win. Um, if Viney can start, you know, free in the middle, that same direction that been tearing out against Port, and the rest can rally behind him, I, I'm hoping we could do enough. Yeah, you'd think the Max Gorn Apeness battle is going to be quite in our favour. You bloody well hope so. Fantastic on the weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, we haven't talked about it. I mean, that's he's, it's one of his best games of the year. I think it's because we lost, it kind of got lost in the wash a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the poor, poor man, he must be just so dispirited by what he sees from everyone else around him because that was, he just looked like the best player on the ground. By He looked like the only AFL player in a VFL match, really. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, Louis, thank you very much for joining this week's podcast. We appreciate your presence, fronting up after a loss. Always a pleasure. Uh, Always a pleasure. Um, like, Declan guilty, I'll, I'll, I'll promptly and respectfully return to Casey and, and hope he's back for next week. But you acquitted yourself well. You can see the green shoots from that performance. <laughs> well, everyone deserves a lick of the deluded ice cream. <laughs> And, and thanks everyone for joining uh, Deluded again this week, um, fronting up after that terrible loss. Um, we will join you again after next week's game. Please like our Facebook page um, and we'll see you next week. Go Dees. Go Dees.